Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Friday as we get ready and set for the weekend. Kind of crazy things going on today, you know? A mm, lot of crazy things. Um, the border is yeah. is really uh, all messed up. And if you think, we talked about it a couple of days ago. We mentioned that there were like 3,000 people or 5,000 people who came across in three days. And we thought that was pretty amazing. But I just heard today that in five days, 15,000 people have come through one uh, border area, the Eagle Pass area in Texas. I mean, it it is absolutely unbelievable what's happening in Texas right now. So much so that I don't know that you heard this or not. uh, Yesterday, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has declared an invasion. Finally, I don't know what took him so long, but he officially declared an invasion at the southern border attributing it to the uh, Mexican drug cartels. Right. He said uh, this declaration comes as uh, he takes a firm stance finally, okay? Uh, what's going to happen, he says, I officially declared an invasion at our southern border because of Biden's policies. We deployed the Texas National Guard, DPS, and local law enforcement. We're building a border wall, razor wire, and marine barriers. We're also repelling migrants. This is from Governor Greg Abbott. Finally, now I, I guess it's an official thing you have to do in order to be able to put all that stuff up. You know, he was having problem with those water buoys that he put out there. Oh yeah, they, well they, yeah, they were rendered. Uh, well, I forget what they say, but they were basically they saying were, they were they inhuman be there, yeah. and you know all that. Oh nonsense. yeah, inhuman. Yes, 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 yes. But anyway, he's got the Department of Public Safety, which is, uh, and you're talking about the Texas Rangers, Department mm-hmm. of Public Safety, Texas Rangers. That's all in that same umbrella there in Texas. Yeah. So, well, but, I, you know, I, I, the thing is, they're only going to go over to Arizona. I mean, they're, they're just going to slide a little bit further to in, in another direction, and they'll surge the Arizona border. Although, I guess there's a lot of desert in Arizona. So no, there's. It's not it's not an easy terrain to uh, you know to cross into. Have you been in Texas? Yes, I have been in okay. Texas. Yes, I have been in Texas. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cacti there. So yeah, yeah. it's it's like that everywhere. Texas, I mean uh, Arizona may do the same thing cuz they're kind of set up uh the same way too, you know, as far as their yeah, law well, enforcement. But I don't know. But you know what, you know it's it's humiliating. It's embarrassing that we have to do it. We have to rely on the states to protect our border. And we have a federal government that is making it so difficult to to do the, the right thing. The right thing, by the way, is to protect our borders. Absolutely. You but know. we're not doing that. And trust me, they're going to do something to unravel it. Again, not taxes, but the federal government, because that's. it seems that they... Uh, I'm trying to think of another term besides the one I'm thinking of, but you know they do anything they can to block yeah. every move you make. They got to counter block it uh, to get in our way, uh, which means there's an agenda that's that's out there. You heard about uh, the meeting yesterday with uh, Joe and uh, Zelensky. Well, I had that, but before we go into that, oh okay, I just wanted to mention that uh, uh, apparently uh, they're going to the federal government is going to try to throw obstacles in the path of of Abbott and the Texas uh, 
decisions. You know, I mean, it's not going to be, okay, we're going to put all these barriers up now and keep people out of Texas. No, that's that's not good for the uh, federal government. They're going to actually go in and try to go to court and get many of their decisions repealed, you know? And, and who is the federal government working for? Are they working for Bill Knight and Jim Harrington? No. Or are they working for some stranger from another country who, you know, who just strolls in and expects everything? You know, Bill, uh, you're retired, I'm retired, we have Social Security and things like that. A lot of people do our age. And do you realize that the illegal migrants into the country get more, much more than you get, much more than I get? They get What do uh, they get? They get about $2,500 uh, a month. I mean, I know you, I know you look you, right now. You, you look surprised. I can see you. Well, that's, that's a true. lot of money. I it mean, is. You know, yeah. I mean, they get about twenty five hundred bucks resettling food, things like that. It, it is a gold mine for a lot of these people. They've never seen twenty five hundred dollars a month in their life. So many of them, and yeah. now they're coming in and they're getting it. Yeah. The, the The sad thing is, we have a lot of people that have worked their whole lives here, uh, pursuing the American dream. And, you know, in their time, they did a great job at it. But, yeah. you know, the dynamics of the economy have changed. And, you know, like you mentioned, 2500 And I get more than that. But the point is, not everybody does. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the norm in that situation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that I know well, that, I'll that bet, do it. I'll bet you the average, the average that they get, I was got to figure, was $1,400 a month. That's exactly right. Somewhere between fourteen and eighteen hundred, yeah. and you know, you add up your bills. You go try to buy a house because now, technically, it doesn't matter where your money comes from. The fact is, you got the money coming in, and you can show that you can guarantee that they can't discriminate against you if you're, you know, seventy-two years old and you want to go buy a new house and you've never owned one. You got that money coming in; it's guaranteed. Theoretically, you're qualified, mm-hmm. but. You may not be qualified for that much interest rates, cost of everything, you know. So when you get to the the bare bones facts, these immigrants coming across the border are getting guarantees better than a citizen that's lived here all their life, put in their due diligence, mm-hmm. worked hard, and this is what you earn. And then you can sit there and be a drug peddling doofus. Yeah. Come across well, you know, the border. And a lot of these people, they did an, an interview the other day with a bunch of uh, military-age men who were sitting. They had just crossed the border. They were just sitting there waiting for their stuff to be handed to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reporter said, uh, what country are you from? I'm from Ceylon. What country are you from? I'm from Colombia. What country are you from? I'm from Venezuela. What country are you from? I'm from Africa. What country are you from? Nigeria. Oh, okay. Uh, what country? I mean... These are not just people who are coming from Central America. These are not people coming from, you know, Venezuela alone. These are people who are coming from China, India, the Ukraine, Russia. The, the, the sign is out around the globe right now. The signs are out. Head for America. Uh, no questions asked. You know, mm-hmm. stop by. The pot of gold is waiting for you in the United States. Don't go through customs. Don't go through New York or, or Boston or Washington, D.C. or any of those places. No, no. Head for Mexico City. Hop on a bus or a train. Go north 
and walk across the border, and it becomes the land of opportunity for you. You know, people say, well, uh, we're a land of immigrants. Hey, my, my family came here the legal way. I had a grandmother who spent two weeks on Ellis Island because she came just going to mention Ellis Island. She came alone. They put her in isolation. She was 22 years old from Ireland. She came alone, and they didn't want her to enter the country unchaperoned. Unchaperoned. I'm serious. 1900. So they put this pretty young woman, uh, uh, isolated her on a uh, in a an area on Ellis Island, and she had to wait for two weeks for somebody to come down from where she was going to receive her into the country. Otherwise, they were going to send her back to Ireland. I mean, that was 1900. You couldn't get into this country if you weren't chaperoned. Now these these fools in Washington are literally ignoring every single law that we have when, with regards to immigration, every one of them, and just sending them in. Well, Jim, I don't think they know the laws of immigration. As a matter of fact, I'm seeing this in a lot of different areas of the government with bureaucracy and everything and uh, what they control. You'll ask, well, you ask right hand what the rules are, and right hand will give you a set of rules. You ask left hand what the rules are, different set of rules, but it's the same department because we got so damn well, many laws yeah, but Bill, on top of laws that we don't. But here's what yeah. they do know. They know that they want to give them an ID, every one of them. They want to give them an ID. Yeah, they're voters. Because states like Pennsylvania, the, all they'll do is when you come to register for your, your license in Pennsylvania, you will sign your papers, show that illegal ID, but it's an ID, and you'll mm -hmm. get your license and you'll be registered to vote. Now, all my life, I was told you had to be a U.S. citizen to vote in U.S. elections. The Democrats and the left want to destroy that. They want to have the voter rolls padded with these people who have come in from other countries, and they don't care where they're from. They don't care whether they've taken the oath of citizenship. All they care about is that you vote for a Democrat. Because mm -hmm. it didn't work out so well, you know, in 2016, they didn't have enough illegals in the country. But that's going to be solved. Well, the other thing they're trying to do, and I don't have the story in front of me, but I did read about it where they're talking about just the population that's here that is, you know, real Americans. Yeah. Not everybody is registered to vote. Not everybody wants to, you know, right. play a part in the system. But they're doing a thing now where they automatically will ask you or register you. And even if you're registered now as a Democrat or a Republican, whatever you are, yeah. they're going to go back and say, well, it's time that you actually re-up your registration. Now, if you say, yeah, okay, I'm this, then they have to do that. But if oh. you don't do that, they're going to sit there and poof, they're go you're going to be registered whether you want to be or not. And if you wait, don't... wait. If, so if you're already registered, let's say, as a Democrat or a Republican, if you don't re-register, they right. will automatically put you into a category of their choice? That's how I understood it. They wouldn't—they they, they kind of danced around it saying, well, you'll be registered, 
but they didn't say as what. Well, wait a minute. But it, it doesn't matter. Let's just say that I forget what the number was. I heard it once. But let's just say 40% of the American population gets out and votes. Right. All right? Mm-hmm. So what happens to the other 60% that don't, you know, oh, you know, that's all rigged anyway. Well, apparently that 60% is right. But now they're going to be part of the rigging because they're going to be registered whether they know it or not. And chances are they're going to be registered to a party that they want nothing to do with. And so if you go back and do the back, you know, like everybody questioned whether Joe really won. Nobody showed up at his Mm -hmm. rallies or anything like that. You know, how did he get that many votes? It's impossible. There's not that many people out there that can vote. Well, now there will be. There will be enough numbers on the records that will sit there. They go, yeah, they came from that pile over there. And we don't have to qualify anybody. Those are registered voters. So they're already setting up the steal. They're stealing your rights to vote. We are uh, in a a bad situation right now because the, the controls, the government controls are in the hands of in my opinion, they're in the hands of traitors. People who don't have the best interest of the United States of America, uh, at, you know, it, that's not what they're thinking about. They're thinking about the best interest of the, their party and of their personal situations. You know, if you were thinking about the country, you would never do something like they're doing on the border right now. When when tech, um, when Governor Abbott said this is an invasion, and I said it's about time, better late than never. But he described it for what it really is. It is an invasion. We have right. we have strangers, people we don't know, people who were uninvited, who are storming the borders. You know, literally, uh, they're they're making it so that. So many are coming across. There, it's a full court press, folks. Uh, we can't stop them with the number of border patrol people we have. We can have all the border patrol people on the on the rosters standing across the border, and we wouldn't have enough people to keep the people out who are coming across the border. I mean, think about it: forty thousand was forty thousand people in five days in Eagle Pass. the The town of Eagle Pass is twenty two thousand people alone. So it doubled its its size just by people coming across. Did you hear about what's happening in in Houston? Some real estate developer in Houston has decided, I can make some money with this. And I think he's working hand-in-hand with the federal government. But they Mm -hmm. found a big parcel of desolate property, I guess. And they're building a town for illegals. And already there are like 40,000 illegals living there. They're getting... Homes, they they have stores. They're okay. built. They're building a new Texas city for illegals. Question: I remember a while back we talked about uh, the homeless here mm-hmm. and the people that are destitute and taking abandoned cities. I think we did this about six months ago mm-hmm. and sat there and said, "Why don't we take something like that and get developers to come in and build it into something and give these guys careers and what, these people careers and what, things that they can do there and build something like that. Uh, My point of bringing this up, what about people that are American citizens 
that are here that have fallen on hard times. Why don't we take care of our own first before we help out these? What what the heck have we done? What has the Biden administration done for the homeless on the streets of Los Angeles? Not a damn thing. Nothing. Well, they don't. I don't. Do they get even get new tents to sleep in? I don't think so. No, I I mean we've got we've got veterans who have uh, given their all for their Mm -hmm. country, who are injured. Many of them have PTSD, and uh, they 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 have uh, struggles, and they need assistance. And this government doesn't give a rat's. You know what? They don't care. No, they don't care. And the other thing that they do is yeah, w- w- the war on drugs. It doesn't seem like we're fighting it. It seems like we're helping it. And there's videos all over YouTube where YouTubers are going out there, you know, to build a channel. And yeah. they're going into cities like Philadelphia where there's certain areas of the town where it looks like a bombed out Beirut. And there are people just the zombie apocalypse. It's the drugs that are eating their brains alive, you know, and uh, it's sad, but this is America. You've got it in Boston. You've got it in New York. You've got it in Philly. You got it in Pittsburgh. If this invasion has proved one thing, it's proven that if we were an honest and fair country and we weren't taking all of these illegals into our country, we could do a real, uh, a real big job solving our homeless problem in our country. Meaning that we put all these people up in like the Roosevelt hotel in New York. We put them up in all these different fancy, uh, best Westerns and the Hampton Inns all over the country. They got nice. Why, why couldn't we take the people who really needed in our country and, and house them and, and get them on their feet? We probably could, we probably could get them rehabilitated. You know, we probably could get people who are drug problems, uh, veterans who uh, are in need of real assistance. We probably could help them out, big well, time. But we're not. Pl- it's not priority piece. It's not. They're not a vote, Bill. They're no, not they're a not. vote. They're not a vote. But uh, yeah, and the votes are about control. And right now, as prices soar and and whatnot, they say, well, you know, we don't have enough people to fill the jobs. Mm. And, you know, that's a bunch of crocs. So you're going to bring in all these illegals, and now they're vetted to where they can work here. All right. One thing is when there's a when there's not an abundance of labor somewhere, you know, wages do go up. It gets competitive. You know, do you think that all these illegals are going to drive up uh, our competitive nature and salaries, or are we going to become a China to where, you know, you're going to be doing your job for 12 cents an hour? You know, now they're making it's funny how they break the law and then once the law is broken if you do something to try to uh try to rectify the problem that, that they've created they call you the problem they call you the troublemaker for example they allow these illegals to come into our country i mean you'll all right. probably remember that audio clip of biden during the uh, during the campaign where he said I would st- uh, surge the border. I would. He was encouraging people on the election podium to, you know, come across the border. Just come in as, as many as you want, and he, he got his wish. But now uh, here we have all these strangers walking the streets, all of these illegals, and now we're supposed to give them jobs. 
Now they're supposed to work in this country. You know, and, and my question is, whose jobs are they going to take, you know, to take? Because somebody, some American might have had a job that this guy who's not supposed to be here is going to get. Mm-hmm. And, oh, they're going to take our jobs. Well, There's you know, no doubt about they have that. The, they have these auto workers up in uh, up in Michigan, and they're striking. And my question is, what's going to stop the auto uh, manufacturers to say, "Hey, we're going to hire all these illegals because we can now, and we're going to train them, and they're going to work the line, and they're going to work the line for half of what we're paying you, and that's that." Well, why do we need illegals to come in and take jobs that uh, we got people striking for for better pay? I mean, we have the technology. We can sit there and just put automation in. There well, they, you go. We, don't need, it, we don't need you. We don't need the automation. All we need is corporations. But we do need people to buy the, the, the stuff. The illegals can't unless we get what? <laughs> the, the, the economics of this really don't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Somebody is going to have to. Really, we need an adult driving this bus. We re- really need somebody who understands the problems, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, I think, by the way, that Trump understands the problem. That's me. I, there, I know there are people out there who don't like Trump. They're probably like, oh, God, he's a Trump. Hey, I just look at what he did the first term. Forget everything else. Forget the. He was being attacked. He was being attacked every single day by the left. I mean, he was being impeached. He was being told about this Russia, Russia, Russia hoax which was proven to be dishonest, and he still performed at an incredibly high level. Our, our economy was way up. Uh, he put tariffs on countries like China. We were making money off of our relationship with China because of Trump. But not now. Biden has capitulated. He's bent over, and you know what he's done. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's literally put us in the most embarrassing situations. We could go on and on. All I can tell you, friends, is pray for our country because we are really in a bad situation with this uh, this government right now. We, I hear Trump say, you know, we have to have a change in the upcoming election. I don't know whether we're going to make it. I really don't. I, I, I just think all the damage these people are doing, and they have the pedal to the metal. They aren't, they aren't slowing down. They're not coasting to the finish line. They're racing to the finish line. They, I think they figure if they're not going to win in 2024, if we can't fix it, if if uh, Trump gets 200 million votes and we just can't print as many phony ballots and he wins, at least we will gotten as much as we can in, in the uh, time remaining. What was that movie a while back? I forget what it was. The two women that kind of went on a splurge. Oh, it was... Know, uh, it was um, yeah. Uh, Thelma and Louise. Yeah, yeah. And you know the scene. They're racing in the car. We're yeah. in that car right now. Oh, I know. Racing to fly off the cliff yep. down to crash <laughs> yeah. below. Yes. Get ready, folks. We're, uh, we don't have wings. <laughs> and there's no parachute. It's a sad situation. Of course, so many people still aren't paying attention. They're more mm-hmm. interested in you know, who's out for Sunday's game and who's playing for Sunday's game. Which is all fun. We all need a distraction. I, I'll be honest with you. Tom Brady? Uh, 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 I, no, Tom Brady's retired. Uh, no, he's thinking about unretiring. Well, that's, they, I thought they, that's why you brought it no, up. No, well, no, they actually were talking about him going to the Jets, but he actually yeah. said, 
he said, forget about it. At least that's yeah. the last I heard. Uh, they want him to, the teams think that at, what, what is he, 45 years old or something like that? They think even at 45, he's still got better legs and a better arm than a lot of young players. Uh, but I think his ego would let him go for it too. You know, I did not that, uh, well, yeah, he's got an ego. Yeah. He, he's got, he's got a heck of an arm. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, uncle Fester is in the news. I have it. Yeah. Yep. About, uh, the, uh, the stroke. Yeah. You know, I mean, now after his doctor said that he was, he was in recovery, he's doing well and everything. He broke down in tears about his lost ability to fully process language. Thank you for coming. And for me, uh, it's been a very personal issue with me. And I'm going to show this, uh, and then I'm going to describe this to others. others. This is my iPhone, and this is a transcription service that allows me to fully participate in this meeting and conversations with my children and interacting with my my staff. Yeah, I had a stroke about 18 months ago, you know, and I have lost my ability to fully process language. And I like to think I was an empathetic person, truly. But until that happened, um, it I've raised to a whole different kind of level as well. And it's profound to know now that I never really considered that without this kind of technology, I couldn't watch television. And I can't imagine if I didn't have this kind of a bridge to allow me to, con- to communicate with, with other people f- effectively. And, you know, because I live in a political environment, I was ridiculed and made fun of because I wasn't able to process things sometimes or say things, things. so. I'm so sorry that I'm sure many of you had to go through this kind of thing. You know, I was lucky that okay. I was I was uh, lucky enough to go through my life, the vast majority of that, with that, this kind of disability that I have. But, um, but again, I can't imagine and how the, the challenges, and I, and I admire, you know, everyone that has to kind of live with these kind of struggles and, and, and prevail over them. And the, the questions that I have is, uh, is really more of a, uh, an open-ended kind of question to everyone on the on the the panel. You know, you know, how uh, can we become more empathetic, more responsive, and more effective senators to provide the kind of support and services that you, anyone in these communities, deserve uh, to be a, a, sen- a citizen here in uh, our nation, Mr. Westbrook? Anyway, that's about it. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. He look at nobody. Nobody, uh, you have to be a pretty cold soul to not sympathize with a, a man who's gone through what he's gone through physically. He has gone through a terrible time. He had a stroke. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, what I have an issue with is that he and his doctor and his people, uh, they minimized it. To the to the media, they minimized it to the public. October fourteenth, twenty twenty two. Yeah, they minimized it. They yep. sat there and they said, "Oh, it's uh, no big deal." It's uh, yeah. Hey. Previously established care uh, uh, with me as his primary care physician. Overall, you know, they're saying he's recovering well from his stroke mm-hmm. and his health um, has continued to improve. So they're saying that he improved. 
Now, I will tell you, in other interviews I've heard, he actually didn't sound that bad there, but I thought, what a disingenuous fool, because he's talking about other people that have more empathy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Really? Didn't I hear a news clip last week? Oh, it's well, scary. He's making fun of other people. Shut up, you hypocrite. Well, you know, what else gets me, too, is, you know, he, if he really wanted us to look at him with respect, he would dress the part of a U.S. senator. Now, even if he doesn't like the uniform, uh, it is the uniform or has been historically uh, for centuries now, a suit mm-hmm. and a tie. And literally, he goes into the Senate chambers wearing a hoodie and baggy shorts and flip-flops. And we're supposed to look at him like we look at uh, other senators who dress to the nines? You know, it, it, it's a, it shows respect and appreciation for the position by wearing that uniform, you know? And it also is a reflection on the state that you represent. I mean, he's from Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. You know, it's a very important state. It's been a great state since our inception. Yet this clown represents us by going into the Capitol, uh, looking worse, by the way, than many of the people who are going to jail for invading it on January 6th. There are a lot of people who went in on January 6th who walked between the lines when they got into the building, who walked around like they were tourists, who were invited by the Capitol Police into different rooms, and then some of them were arrested and now are going to jail for years. I mean, I just read yesterday, uh, uh, an independent journalist, did you hear about this? An independent journalist uh, was, I think his name is Horn, Stephen Horn, uh, right. He was found guilty of uh, uh, multiple charges, uh, and they were silly charges, you know. He was the guy who took the video of the Capitol Police throwing one of the protesters off the balcony. And the protester was hurt so bad he was taken away unconscious to the hospital. I don't know whatever happened to him. I don't know whether anybody does. But the fact is, and I did see the video, and you can find it right now on the Internet, the Capitol Police took one of the protesters who was on the uh, the railing on the upper level of the Capitol, and they pushed him off. You know, you, you, you don't push off people off a bal... The, the answer to the problem isn't to kill the, the, the uh, protesters, okay? But that's what the Capitol Police tried to do, at least to that one person, and they killed Ashley Babbitt. We all know that. And there was one other, I can't remember the poor lady's name, who was tr- trampled to death. Right. So, and they talk about Capitol Police as being the victims, and all of them, the ones who have died, died of either natural causes, or I guess one of them committed suicide days or weeks later. They, they weren't as a direct result. The, the one they did talk about uh, was actually working the day of the uh, protest, and he looked fine on video. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody commits suicide, mm-hmm. there's something mentally bothering them about something that's gone on, something they did, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, so and because I've heard them talk about it's caused some of our people to commit suicide. What did you have them do that was so bad, that was so terrible, that they can't deal with it in their brain that they had to go and take their well, lives? 
you want to hear another strange want want to hear another strange uh, thing I heard yesterday? All right. It kind of goes in this direction. It, it does. It's not suicide per se, but you know that F thirty five plane that they that they couldn't find, and they then they finally found a debris area. And they yeah. said, oh, it crashed in well, North Carolina. And they, they cordoned the area off, and you couldn't get in, and no drones what over. What a nice way to uh, get rid of an expensive plane and give away the technology. Well, here's here's something I, I, I heard yesterday. I heard, and, and this is just, I cannot believe this could possibly be the case, that the pilot had instructions to fire on an American city. And, really? and and he couldn't do it, so he he ejected. Now that I heard it, when I heard it, I thought, "Oh, that's ridiculous!" But what the hell is what ridiculous? What he been firing well, on? Because I we, do I do not know. It could have been. They may have been wanting. Do you know? There's also a story now that we lost a nuclear weapon off the coast, the east coast of the United States, and it's it, it's actually armed. I mean. Th- th- there well, are, you know, how many things out there that are outlandish like that could possibly be the case? Well, it's happened before. We've had plane. I think it was we lost, in California. We lost one off the coast of Spain back in the yeah. uh, late 50s or early 60s. Uh, a, a B-52 dropped a nuclear bomb off the coast of Spain. And we literally, we had a heck of a time retrieving it if we ever did. I don't know that we ever did. Well, we had one in, uh, I think it was California, Huntington Lake, uh, where it was a plane or it either went down or it, it lost its its, uh, its nuclear uh, load there and, uh, in, in the lake. And I used to go up and, you know, I learned to swim in that lake. Well, you know, I, did, I know all about it. But um, and maybe that's why I got that, you know, leg that grows yeah, the, out of my Yeah, the certain glow, I, too, yes. Um, yeah. But they, blow to you, Bill. Uh, uh, they they were they had to find it in the lake. I mean, they had to. Yeah, eventually... I b- believe they did. Yeah, they 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 got that. But you know, but if you look it up, we have haphazardly well, hey, lost weapons before. Bill, but if they can't find it, it's like the trains that we talked about with yeah. the explosives on them. Now, Bill, you know, in 1956, here in Pittsburgh, uh, oh, yeah. a, a B-25 flew into the Monongahela River, and yeah. it supposedly had a nuclear weapon on it. That was the Probably big deal. Did. They they said and they came in. They said they came in in one night, cordoned off the area, retrieved the B twenty five and the bomb, and that was the end of that story. But it, it, it's a fact that a B twenty five or a B twenty four, I forgot whether it was a twenty four or twenty. Anyway, crashed into the Monongahela River, and it was a big story locally around here. You know, you got to wonder because you know when they make those bombs, are they totally watertight where water doesn't get inside? And get to, I don't know, the nuclear components. I I don't know. <laughs> and it doesn't take much to leak out into the water and do something. Now, getting back to the the, the first part of the story, though, do you think that? Do you think they would have? Uh, I, I I find the first I I find it preposterous that story, but it's out there. It is out there. There are people who are talking well, about with. And they talk about many. It's hard on the internet to discern truth from fiction sometimes, but sometimes the fiction ends up being the truth. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know, what do they well, say? They, a conspiracy theory is a conspiracy theory until it's proven to be true. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. 
And now I've heard that they found debris, but they have nobody's officially said they found the plane. Well, that's exactly right. They found All they right. found junk. Uh, they say it looks like it it tore a path. But you know, folks, if they wanted to stage a recovery site, they could do it in about uh, an hour. Right. So let's just say hypothetically, you got these two well trained pilots in a perfectly good plane that just. Eject for no reason but was at it, all. I think it was only one. Or one pilot. Yeah. Uh, one or two. It doesn't matter. They eject out of the plane. Or right. he ejects out of the plane. Or she. Whatever. You know, it was a guy. But right. either way. The pilot ejects out. It's okay. The plane goes on. Now, nobody knows exactly where the plane is. Well, we did find a debris field. Mm-hmm. They know exactly where that plane was at all times. I can tell you that for certain. Um, did the plane have a predetermined course that it flew itself somewhere? And Hey, if, if they, Bill, if they can, if they can fly drones around the world unmanned, right. Can't they create an airplane that can fly unmanned to any place around the world too? Yeah. So let's just say that somebody nefarious wanted to give away the technology. Right. Wouldn't that be a nice way to cover it up? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's what happened because there's two good theories there. Uh, One, it was a nice way to hide giving away some technology. Uh, Number two um, is is what, you know, you were talking about. I just don't know how you lose a, what did they say? It was a multi-billion dollar airplane. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you lose it? I mean, I, I said to you the first day I heard the story, I said, if I lost my iPhone, I have a, an app that says find my phone. And, right. and I could find out exactly where on the planet my phone is. And mm-hmm. um, don't they have that on an F-35? Is that the one thing the billion dollars didn't cover? Tracking the airplane? Uh, yeah, we got to save some money on this plane. $35 billion. Look, forget about the tracking device. It doesn't need it. It's a $35 billion plane there. Every pilot's got an iPhone. We'll track their phone. You know, holy smokes. Yeah, but he ejected. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, who'd have thought on that one? Unbelievable. Um. Anyway, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but uh, Mr. Zelensky is in town. And he's making the yes. rounds. He started out at the UN. He gave a speech at the UN, telling the world how important it is to to win in the Ukraine. You know, they talk about being a democracy in the Ukraine. They talk about yep. being a great democracy. Do you know he postponed uh, the elections next year? He put them off. Really? There's no elections. So, okay, democracy, uh, but no elections next year. We're not going to have any elections because it would be too expensive. And too complicated during a war to have an election, so you'll just keep this government. Period. Thank you very much. So okay. the di- dictator. Yeah, yes. and okay. also, also, you know, as far as this uh, religious stuff, you know, the the Church of the Ukraine, you know, the uh, Orthodox Church of Ukraine. Uh, uh, you, uh, some of you guys have been saying things about me and the administration, so we're gonna shut down the entire church. No more church in the Ukraine because we're a democracy. Because we're a democracy. Uh, this guy... Worship your leaders. This guy's a dictator. Yeah. This Zelensky is a dictator. Uh, he is not to be trusted. He's here. He was... 
in Washington, he said, I would like to speak in front of a joint session of Congress again. Why? Now, now, McCarthy, you know, he may rattle my cage uh, on, on different things, but he came through on this. He said, no, uh, request denied. You've already been here once and spoken in front of Congress, in front of a joint session. Once is enough. We have a lot of things that we're working on, including our budget that has to be resolved by September 30th, and we're not going to get there if we have other distractions. So I'm sorry, not this time around. But, you know, Joe Biden is not one to be deterred. Uh, no, no. He so was because Zelensky got a parting gift. I understand. Well, you know, he came to uh, the White House and they greeted him like he was an old relative. And you know how Joe treats his relatives. Mm -hmm. He gives them money. But um, uh, he did say they're sitting in a long conference room table. He's sitting right across from Zelensky and Biden gets up. And first you'll hear a reporter scre uh, screaming a question. Listen. Are you, are you confident that Congress is going to support your uh, efforts to get this supplemental aid? Did you get any assurances? Of the United States Congress. There's no alternative. Thank you. All right, are we ready? Thank you so much. See, I don't know if you caught that or not, because first, the first part of the answer was the, the typical Biden mumble. <laughs> it really, it was like, are you kidding me? Is this, is this how he warms his vocal cords up before he speaks now? <laughs> But then he says, uh, the United States Congress, it has no alternative. Wait a second, pal. The United States Congress has no alternative. We've got we've to sign more billions of dollars over to this dictator in the Ukraine. $325 billion. You know, I was thinking, Bill, let me ask you a question. Let's say Russia is run by some bad guys. And, and let's say that the Ukraine is run by some bad guys. Why do we have to be involved with the war between two bad guys? Because we're the third bad guy. <laughs> Not the answer that you want to hear, but I think there's a lot of truth to it. You know, I got to ask you a question, though. Mm -hmm. We just gave yesterday, or Joe Biden gave, of your money, another 325 billion dollars oh so you know when joe is reaching for this money how does he do where it? is he reaching is he reaching to the sky to grab it out of the sky or is derriere where is it coming from because i sure as hell don't have it do you no as a matter of fact i was thinking about this the other day we're in the trillions, you know, with our debt, multi-trillions of dollars, multi-trillions. Uh, Trump's fault. Right. That, that has nothing to do well, with joe or anything now who do we owe this debt to who are we indebted to? Well, now, you're asking a question you really shouldn't ask because that's the oligarchs of the, and that is the person calling the shots. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, enough of this nonsense. You all can play like you're a happy little democracy, but we're the rich guys at the table, and you will follow our orders. You now, will do what we tell you to do. Is, uh, <laughs> you know, is it some guy in a dark room uh, 
in uh, uh, what is it, Blackrock? It could be, yeah, yeah. It because is I mean, they own everything. Yeah, it could it could very well be. I mean, when you have your hands into just about, uh, like Bill said, everything on the planet. I think they do have their hands into everything. No matter what you have in front of you right now, you look around you, they own a fundamental part of the manufacturing of whatever that item is. They own, you know, when you buy a house, you know, oh, I went to PNC Bank and I financed it through them. Well, they may have financed it, but they sell that loan. And then they sell it to somebody, or that person sells it, and it ends up at one end resort. And that place is probably BlackRock. You know, Rand Paul was talking about the Ukraine situation, and he's on our side. Listen. There's there's also this incredible story about an American journalist, Gonzalo Lira. He's reportedly right now in prison in Ukraine on allegations of of spreading Russian propaganda. I, I, I don't understand this, that Joe Biden could approve $113 billion of money to Ukraine, and yet he has not tried to get this American journalist out of prison there? How is that possible? It's even worse than that, Maria. They've canceled the elections. What kind of democracy has no election? So next year, Zelensky said he's not going to have an election because it would be inconvenient during the war and would be expensive. Well, the thing is, if you don't have elections, why in the world would we be supporting a country that's not a democracy? They've banned the political parties. They've invaded churches. They've arrested priests. So, no, it isn't a democracy. It's a corrupt regime. And are the Russians any better? No, the Russians are worse. But at the same time, we don't always have to pick some side to be on. But the ultimate reason I'm against this is we don't have the money. And when we borrow more money, it leads to more inflation, leads to more likelihood of recession in our country. And so we just can't keep doing it. And, you know, for people out there uh, who are older, you might remember that uh, back in 1959, when Cuba was having a revolution, there were two sides. Mm. And we picked a side that was led by a guy named Fidel Castro. We picked the side of Fidel Castro against a guy named Baptista. And Baptista was a corrupt dictator, but he wasn't a communist. So we picked and supported Fidel gave him guns, gave him money, just like we're doing with this guy in the Ukraine right right now. And as a matter of fact, there was another similarity. The guy in the Ukraine doesn't dress up in a suit either. He dresses up in military khakis all the time. By the way, he was never a soldier. He was a comedian, but he likes that khaki look. So he wears khakis all the time. And Fidel Castro did the same thing. Fidel Castro went around in khakis all the time in his... his, uh, traditional hat, military hat. We have many times supported the bad guys. Unfortunately, I think we're doing it again, and Biden mm-hmm. is enthusiastically doing it again. And yeah, Bill, he is. They, they said $115 billion. You said he just signed over another 300 and, what was it, $325 billion? No, no, no. And I was just going to say, if I said billion, I was wrong. It's $325 million. Oh, then it's out, nothing, so. Bill. That's that's. Uh, that's, uh, that's chicken. That's, I don't care. You know yes. what? That's 700 uh, million shy, shy of a billion. Yeah. Uh, the simple fact is $325 million. My bad if I said billion because I got excited in the moment. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Where is this money coming from? 
Yeah, well, it's not. I mean, I don't think he's reaching. Well, he is reaching for the sky, but I think his derriere is up there too, and that's where the money's coming from. Well, we we have a we have a border that's falling apart. We're supporting the wrong war. We backed out of the Ukraine, uh, the uh, Afghan war, rather uh, embarrassingly, I and mean, we, we 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 couldn't have done it any worse, you know, than how Joe Biden did it. Like I've said before, please show me one thing that Biden has done that has been good for the country. He brags about Bidenomics. You know, that's a lie, folks. That is an absolute, unadulterated lie. Uh, you get somebody like uh, Janet yelling up there saying, well, the gas prices are now are down at a low from last year. Yeah, it's down at a low from last year because last year's was a record high compared to yeah. two years before. But, you know, if you tell a lie enough, it becomes the truth. And that's the yeah. old saying, and that's because people's memories don't go that you far. know who said that you know who said that line who? joseph goebbels who was the propaganda propaganda minister for adolf hitler you tell well, a lie he was absolutely enough. right yep it becomes and you truth. know i mean we express that uh, you know today's generation uh that's out there right now let's say the you know the kids are 20 21 they don't care about 911 we talked about that on 911 because it didn't happen when they were alive, or if they were alive, they were just a couple of years old. Had no bearing on them as far as they know. So, it's you not know, relevant. You know this this uh, new mayor in Chicago. Have you heard about what he's done? Uh, he is uh, what is he, he's opening up. I think he spent twenty nine million dollars of money that the city of Chicago doesn't have uh, to build uh, homes or I guess shelters for the illegals that have come into the city of, uh, of Chicago. Here's, here's a story right here. Residents of Chicago are begging Mayor Brandon Johnson to stop accepting more illegal immigrants, but he clearly is not listening. Instead, the mayor has just signed a $29 million contract to build camps for illegal migrants into the city. So that, that's not just uh, come to Chicago, that's Come on down to Chicago. That's okay. A, we're building camps. Yeah, camps. What kind of camps? How how? how I would good imagine are these camps. I would imagine they'll be like in parks and rural areas of the city. They'll probably, or they maybe they'll tear some buildings down and put up some uh, nice little shelters. They won't be tents. They will not be tents. They probably will be uh, more like military barracks, but they'll be warm. And they'll get food, and they'll have a place to hang and talk about what they're going to do and why they're in the country. You know, a lot of these people, there's some speculation that a lot of these military-aged people who are in this country were sent here from their, their country by their governments, that this is a plan. I mean, if you want to cause upheaval uh, in the United States, what better way than to send in your troops in, you know, in mm -hmm. disguise— and, uh, and all, once they're there, get them all together and uh, start wreaking havoc on the USA. We don't know who these people are. You know, they said, no. we're going to give you IDs. They're going to make IDs for these people. I was thinking, you know, I'm not, I, I don't think the citizens of the U.S. should have chips, you know, in their hands. I don't like that thing. It's like the mark of the beast. But there's part of me that says they should have chips. They should have the illegals should have chips in their hands so that we know where they are. No you know? matter what we do with them or to them, they're here now. We build we build these little cities. 
Well, 10, 20 years down the road, it's going to be deemed how cruel they were to them. They, oh, they built yes. these cities, oh. and we put them in them like, you know, like, uh, you know, we detained the like Japanese cattle. city of, yeah, you know, yeah. in, in World War II, you know, these internment camps. So, you know, that's what they're doing. They need reparations. Absolutely. So now, this is a never-ending spigot of money for these people. I'm sorry, but you're going to be paying forever for this. <laughs> and the hits just keep on coming. Kaboom. <laughs> anyway, Kareem Jean-Pierre. Uh, was asked about the border situation by by Steve Ducey. I don't mm-hmm. know whether you uh, heard about that. Do I have Kareen's little audio clip here? I I know I recorded it, but uh, I don't see it on my. Please stand by. Smoke them. Sm- smoke them if you got them. I, uh, I don't got them. <laughs> well, then don't smoke them. I won't. Okay. No smoking around here. Kareen Jean Pierre was talking with. Uh, with Steve Ducey, you know, she was at the podium. And right. listen to how she handled a, an honest question from an established cable network. Listen. What do you call it here at the White House when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day? So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Green? I'm answering... Okay, we're going to move on. No, 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 we're moving on. Green, moving. In the back. No, no, you said you were stopping the, the flow of the border. No, no, I tried to answer... Peter, I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. Did you hear that? She shut him down. She didn't have an answer. He no, asked, she was, yeah. He asked, she was looking for an out, and he gave, he was trying to get her to stay on on target with the question. He asked, what do you do when you have 10,000 people storming the border, right? What do you do with mm-hmm. these people? And she didn't have an answer for him. And so she. So she tried to make him look bad. And so she took the off ramp. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to play it again because a lot of people might have missed that. Listen, one more time. What do you call it? Here at the White House, when 10,000 people illegally cross the border in a single day. So what do you call it, Peter, when GOP puts forth a... a, a wait, no. No, 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 no. No, you can't. Green? I'm answering... Okay, we're going to move on. No, 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 We're moving on. Green, moving. In the back. No, no, you said you were stopping the flow of the border. No, no. I tried to answer... Peter, I tried to answer the question. You stopped me. Let's go. Kareen, you tried to answer. Kareen, please, anybody who looks at that knows that you're lying... That was rehearsed. Yeah. Well, she, she, it worked. I mean, I say it worked. It worked for her. She was able to shut him down. But by the way, I I would ask when have you ever seen a press secretary for the president shut off uh, a reporter like that? I'm just not going to answer your question. Well, since since Biden got in, they take no questions, they give no answers, they will give dictates. Today, a dictate is coming down. Uh, about the uh, the uh, the gun violence uh, prevention, uh, whatever it is, you know, agency that he's introducing, and they're going to be able to look at different gun laws and Second Amendment uh, amendment laws. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a real great thing. They are, atta- and you know, Joe in, is going to, I, and the left is going to continue it, to attack. Is that the uh, panel that's going to be headed by John Brennan and I James Clapper? So. Yeah, two of two of the most swarmy, uh, deep state people in the uh, entire city, in the entire country, are going to handle the situation. These are the guys; they can't be trusted. I think John Brennan, by the way, uh, uh, I got the story, but 
mm-hmm. neither of these two guys are honest people. So, of course, that means that they're perfect for this administration. Right. And, uh, I mean, Biden is amazing. You know, his, his Department of Justice was asked about why they pick on Catholics. You know, Catholics have become a target. And he did, they didn't get a straight answer from Merrick Garland. He, he, he was very good at evading the question, too. But I was thinking, here's this guy, Biden, who at every opportunity is saying, well, I went to 730 Mass, and oh, I'm, uh, you know, I went to St. Stephen's School and so-and-so. He's always trying to make it sound like he is uh, Father Murphy's right-hand man or something. You know, he, he's a, an acolyte at the, at the seminary. He tries to make it sound like he's a good Catholic. He is anything but a good Catholic. He is the opposite of being a good Catholic. I mean, so so much so that he allows his administration to essentially attack his religion. Mm-hmm. But that's okay because he's Joe Biden and he thinks he can do anything. They can well, break the law. He lost his religion a long time ago. Oh yeah. Absolutely, Bill. He sure did. You know, I, I, I would I would say that forget being a good Catholic, I would say he's not even a good Christian. This guy no, probably is uh, not. a man of very little faith but who pretends to be a man of faith. Anything else you want to add today, my friend, before well, we... Uh... Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. Apparently Biden, I guess his administration is worried now because he's admitting that I may not make it to the second election. He's Biden apparently is mumbling to his staff that he thinks he's going to die soon. You know, he's already killed the American dream, so I guess maybe he's thinking he's going to join that. Well, and, you uh, know, we can... I, I, I often, when I hear something like that, I think, what does he know that we don't know? Well, you're exactly right. What does he know that we don't know? Um, what is that? Uh, Hobby Lobby. Did you hear about the lady that bought the, the paper mache pumpkin? No. No. Well, she it's a decoration. She sure. put it out, Halloween went to work, came yeah. home. The dog had chewed up the pumpkin. Wow. And she found interesting stuff inside. In, inside uh, the pumpkin? Yes. Uh, apparently some sensitive secret documents, you know, that uh, they had internally, you know, that, uh, that they used to make the pumpkin that were legible, that she could take it out and read it, that there was some kind of court case ruling with bank account numbers and everything for $3 million, you know? So now the story leaking out there, everybody's going to Home Depot to, to buy, buy a pumpkin. Or not Home, <laughs> Home Depot, but Hobby Lobby <laughs> to buy those papers. I'm going like, you know, wouldn't that be something if that was just a made-up fake You, you want to sell a lot of pumpkins? That's the, the way to do it. Yeah. Did you, put, hear put about this. The, did you hear about the little girl? I forgot what state it was in. I think it was a Colorado someplace. She was out in the desert with her grandfather, mm-hmm. and they, and I guess she was at a site that they had newly excavated. Some, yeah. and, and they she found a big fat like three or four carat pure diamond. She I'd found, take that. Yeah, I would too. Because she, they, I have a jeweler that could not, cut that sound of a gun right it, away. It was not there was not a flaw in the diamond. It was a perfect diamond. They said it was amazing. The little Beautiful, girl, no carbon, nothing. So she's going to keep that diamond. I'm sure she's going to lock that away somewhere for, maybe for college or something like that. Or maybe she'll. Oh, there's some money there that Ooh. you know that. Um, you got that text I sent you. I was out doing some business yesterday, and 
Uh, I was talking to the guy. At, well, I was at a gun shop. No, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and um, we were talking about New York and the simple fact that, do you know that now it's been for the past three weeks? If you go, yeah, you know, I uh, I got a nine millimeter gun or whatever you got. Right. doesn't matter. You know, you go in uh, in New York to buy, you know, some boxes. Four or of five boxes of ammunition, six boxes of ammunition. Yeah, you're sure. going to go out this weekend and shoot a few targets or something like yeah. that. Okay, no. You've got to do a background check in the state of New York now to buy ammunition. And you're only allowed three boxes if you pass the test. Wait a second. Three boxes a day? So you have to, I mean, if you wanted to get six boxes, you could go two days in a row, or do you have to wait a certain period of time between I buying them? No, I didn't. We didn't go that far in the conversation. I said, why do you have to? I've never had to do a back. I didn't have to do a background check yesterday here to sit there and buy my ammunition. You know, I mean, I sure didn't. So wow. why are they doing that in New York? This is a new thing there. I know that well, they're the, going around doing the crackdown on everything. You heard about Kathy Hochul, I guess that's her name, the governor of New York, who, you know, mm-hmm. there's video of her welcoming all the illegals to New York. We're a city of open arms, a city of warmth. We're diverse. We're multicultural. You'll love it in New York. And then there's a video of her on CNN over the weekend or a couple of days ago where she's saying, if you're thinking of coming into the country, uh, go somewhere else. Don't you know we're all full here in New York? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she, she has a, 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 the smile is not as broad on the second comment as it was on the first comment, when she could score points. Uh, yeah. But anyway, hey, listen, uh, we're, we've just about done it for today's program. Of course, the weekend's coming up. We have an update tomorrow. But I wanted to say, you know, we've been asking for people to send us emails. Oh, yeah, and we've to, been getting some, actually, yeah. you know. I want to say hello to Denise in Connecticut. I want to say hello to Karen in, in Rhode Island. I want to say hello to uh, to Bart down in Florida. And uh, a, a special hello to, uh, to Brett out in Pleasant Grove, Utah, who sent us uh, an email. And uh, if you would like to do the same and get mentioned, we won't mention last names because we don't want to get you in trouble or have people making comments, but we would love to say hello to you. Uh, just send it to uh, one of our email addresses. First of all, let me give you the phone number here. It's 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. So if you want to say hello on the phone and leave a message, you can do that too. But if you want to have your name mentioned on the show, like we just did with uh, with Brett out in Pleasant Grove, Utah, and Karen and Denise and... Uh, and Bart down in Florida, uh, all you have to do is send us an email to any one of our email addresses, which are? Well, mail at itsanotherday.com. I'm glad you asked, sir. sir. There's also uh, mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail.com. I love that name, Pleasant Grove, Utah. It just sounds like a nice town, doesn't it? Pleasant, yeah, Pleasant what Grove. What, what goes on in Utah? No, that's that, that's Nevada. That's Las Vegas. That's a whole different story. Utah, yeah. Uh, Utah is a is beautiful country. I've been to Utah, yeah. and uh, it's it's God's country out there. Anyway, my friend, that's just about going to do it. Uh, we are wrapped up. I want to tell you what happened to me yesterday. Oh. I was I was minding my own business, working in my yard, and. Uh, uh, this woman was on the sidewalk walking her dog and she was walking down the sidewalk and she stopped 
And she turned to me and she said, excuse me, are you the man who has a partner on a podcast who says that that comment? You know what comment that was? Oh, she talking about hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>